discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Blessings. Thank you for this opportunity that we have. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, your mighty Holy Spirit, who is here with us and in us. Thank you for your blessings, your grace, your love, your kindness, your mercies that we enjoy, your peace that we enjoy in our lives. Our hearts and our minds are full of gratitude. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness. Thank you that your word proceeds with clarity. Thank you that the spirit of understanding is working practically in our midst. And thank you that we are fruitful on every issue of our lives. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be here. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. So, um, I've been tasked to share with you on um, the communion of the Spirit. The communion of the Spirit. Or the fellowship of the Spirit. You see. And uh, I know a number of preachers have spoken on the subject. So, I'm just going to add my voice to it. I know wonderful men of God always come to CCF to come and share with us. So, I'm just coming to add up a few maybe one or two things to it to help you have a better understanding of what it means to commune with the Spirit. I know you know the scripture already. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. You've read it. You've used it so many times in the semester already. Is it a new academic year? This is a new academic year, right? Uh-huh. So you've used it a lot already. So I'll just add up a few things and then we'll continue from there. Okay? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. So there's something called the communion of the Holy Spirit or the communion of the Holy Ghost, which um, the word communion is koinonia in the Greek and the Amplified helps us with it. The grace, favor and spiritual blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and and the presence. Then he starts explaining what communion means. The first thing he uses is fellowship. Then communion, sharing together and participation in the Holy Spirit. So we are we are called to participate in the Holy Spirit or to share with the Holy Spirit. You see, how many of you have friends? You have a friend. Anybody with a friend? Okay. If you have a friend, you share with your friend, isn't it? You share your food with your friend. Or you don't like sharing your food with your friend. Sometimes. As well, may the Lord touch your heart to start sharing your food with your friend in Jesus' name. Yeah, so sometimes you share with your friends on, on various levels. Okay, yes, I remember when I was in 
secondary school. I used to share my a trouser with a friend. Yes, I wear it for one week and he wear it for the next week like that. And we're going. I used to share a bed with a friend. My best man, I shared a bed with him for more than a year in secondary school so that we can wake up and go and learn. Yes. So if you sleep and you're comfortable, you don't wake up. So we needed to create this comfort so that we can come, we can wake up early. So he had a bed, but he was sleeping in my bed. Yes, so he's lying here and I'll come and lie by him. Yes. Today he's a big man. He's working in a, in a very high place in this country. You know, but basically communion has to do with sharing. You see, sharing. So you learn to share with the Holy Spirit this invisible force or this invisible God. Do you see? That we cannot see with our physical eye. And we cannot appreciate with our physical, our senses. Your sense of sight cannot appreciate him. Your sense of hearing cannot appreciate him. Your sense of touch cannot appreciate him. Uh, smell, touch, taste. None of those things can appreciate him. He's beyond our physical senses. It is only the word of God that defines who he is for us. So we get to know who the Holy Spirit is through what the scriptures say concerning who he is. I don't know if you understand. And if you read the Bible, you will see how Jesus spoke about this mighty Holy Spirit as another of the same kind. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said, If you love me, then keep my commandments. Wow. If you love me, do what? He didn't say, if you love me, roll on the ground when they are doing worship. Hello? And he said, if you love me, keep my words. The word commandment is his words. Keep my words. It's all over in the Bible. There are two things Jesus said, if you love him, you will do. The first one is to keep his commandments. The second one is to feed the sheep. In John chapter 21, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, lovest thou me more than these? Peter said, thou knowest, Lord. Jesus said that if you love me, then feed my lambs. He said it again, feed my sheep. Then he said it the third time, feed my sheep. So there are two very important things. Two basic things. If you love me, first of all, keep my commandments. If you read in John 14 now, if you go to 21, you will see a similar thing there. Okay, look at John 40, 21. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. The one who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. Not if you love me, do worship. There's no place in the Bible where it says, if you love me, do worship. Or if you love me, no, if you love me, keep my words. Keep my words. Yes. So when we ask you what is written in John 5, John chapter 4, verse 24, and you don't know what is written in John 4, 24, you realize that you don't love Jesus much. Ish. Ask your neighbor, what is in John 4, 24? Show us what is in John 4, 24. It is one of Jesus' words. <laughs> yes. God is a spirit. This is one of Jesus' words. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is one of so you must know this word. Do you get it? If you keep that word and you do it, it says you love me. Yes. You can determine how to love somebody. The person must tell you how to love him or love her. Oh, it's true. There are some people who don't like calls. There are some ladies who don't like you are calling. You call every hour or every 13. Why? All because you are in love. You call. Oh, baby, where are you now? Are you okay? Is everything okay? 
Wow, I love you very much. 30 minutes later, you call again. Oh, baby. I love you very much. I don't know what I'll do without you. You are, my, you are the intestine that I, I use in my life. What are you talking about? She may not like that. She may like you to call her, want to call her once, a, once a day. Or once every now and then. Yes. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit of the Jesus also has terms. Of, he has terms and conditions. Terms, T's and C's apply. So he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. The next verse, then he says, and I'll pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. Okay. Then he says that he may abide with you forever. So this is another comforter who abides with you forever. We are talking about the Holy Spirit who stays with us forever. Just imagine if you have a friend who is always with you all the time. That you are not talking to. You see, that, can, that friendship cannot work. No so. You have to be communicating on a frequent, regular basis to make the friendship work. The Holy Spirit is literally trapped with you. Amazingly. (laughs) He's trapped. We are sealed with him. Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11. Look at Ephesians 1, verse 11. The Holy Spirit is a seal. Go to verse 13, so we don't read too much. 13. In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the word of, of, of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after, you, after that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So every child, every born again child of God is sealed. The seal that you are for God is the Holy Spirit. It's like a, a seal on a letter. The seal is always on a letter. Is it true? Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is a seal that you are God's child. Okay? The Bible calls him the down payment for our inheritance. That's in the next verse. It says that you receive the Holy Spirit of promise. Next verse 14. Which is the earnest. The word earnest. The Greek is arhabon. And it means engagement ring. Or a down payment. The Holy Spirit is an engagement ring from Jesus Christ to you and I. That he's going to marry us. In the marriage supper of the Lamb in the future. So the Holy Spirit is trapped with you. He can't leave you. That's what the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit or do not quench the Holy Spirit because he's always with you. You may not know, but he's always with you. He's always there. Are you born again? If you're born again, the Holy Spirit is there with you. Are you in the church? So you must awaken to the reality of the fact that you need to start relating with him because that is what he's there for. He's there for you to start relating with. He's a seal. He's a, he's the earnest of our inheritance. Eh? Which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption which is, or that is, uh, the purchase pos- pos- uh, possession unto the praise of his glory. There are other verses. There's some in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. There's one in there's 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. Okay, you see it. Look at 2 Corinthians 1 20. You love the Bible. For all the promises of God are in him, yea, in him are ye, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Verse 21. Then he says, Now he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us as God, who also, next verse, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So all, all the time, this, this same thing is found in Ephesians, where we just read. He's a seal and he's the earnest or the down payment or the engagement ring. So he's literally trapped with you. Jesus said he'll be with you forever. 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 It's not dependent on what you do or do not do. He's with you forever. 
He's a friend that is called to go by your side forever. The word another, okay? The word alus, rather. Alus is another. Then he said, another, go, go back to that place. Okay. And I'll pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. The word comforter is paracletos. I know you know it. And one of the meanings of a paraclete or a paracletos is one who is called to go alongside with you. So he, the Holy Spirit is called to go alongside with you in life. Are you in the church? He is there to help you make a decision on all levels. All levels. Who to marry? It's like you don't like marriage. But he's there to help you. He helped me make a choice. Yes. He helped me make a choice. He made me help me make a choice. Do you see? Yes. He showed me, he showed me a lot of things. I'm, I'm pastoring because he asked me to pastor. He showed me that this is what you're supposed to do. Yes. All the things I do is because of he's my senior executive that I work with. Yes. I get my matching orders from him. And if he, had, if he told me not to come, I wouldn't have come. I'll give you an excuse, an excuse that oh, there's a meeting. There's no meeting. I'm sleeping. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me not to come. Yes. If he says I shouldn't come, I'm not coming. If he says I shouldn't go, I'm not going. Yes. He's called to go with me and help me in life. One of the, one, one of the things he does is to help you. He's a great helper. Do you see? So, you are all your, 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 you have one job. Your only job is to talk to him and communicate with him. That's all you have. The only job you need to do is to communicate. As you communicate with him, his job is to bring you a lot of things. Eh? Amplified, he says, he's your, he's, he's, the, the word uh, comforter is translated into many words in the Amplified. Okay, You know the Greek is richer than the English. So one word in Greek can mean so many words in English. So the Greek word is koinonia. The Greek word is what? Paraclete or paracletos. But it has several meanings in the English. One of the meanings is comforter. The other meaning is counselor. So as you, as you learn to talk with him, he becomes a counselor for you and becomes a comforter for you. Okay? He comforts you in life and counsels you for life. Yes, he counsels you for life. To make decisions that you are supposed to make. And not miss anything out. Or miss out on anything. To be at the right places at the right time. To meet the right people at the right time. He will inspire you and encourage you. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. He's. <laughs> he's the only one who can make a way for you. Yeah. Yeah, because as I'm standing here. There's no, there's no reason why I should be standing here before you. There's no reason why I should, be, I should become a bishop. I mean, it's a mystery. Only the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm a bishop by mystery. It's a mystery. <laughs> you understand? Yes. It's a mystery from the Holy Spirit. He created the way. Like that. Sometimes when I... On Monday, I was in a certain meeting. Okay? Just this past Monday, I was in a certain meeting. I couldn't believe I was in that meeting. I, wanted, I had to pinch myself too. Charlie, I'm really here. Yes. What am I doing here? All the influential men of God in this country were in that meeting. And me too, yours truly, I'm also inside. I'm like, well, how did I get here? It's amazing. The Holy Spirit will guide you. He will lead you. He will counsel you. He will take you where you're supposed to get to. He will open doors that no man can open. Only he can do those things. 
and it's in your own interest to start relating with it because he's the one who can take you where you need to get to. He's the one sent from God for us to guide us to the destiny that God has for us. Hallelujah. You need grace. The Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is the administrator of everything that God has. The Holy Spirit is what? Of everything that God has. Everything that God has is administered by the Holy Spirit. When we say administered, it is given by the Holy Spirit. He is in charge of it and he dispenses it. Okay? For instance, um, if you want to enter the school, you need to go through the administration to enter the school. You can't have access to the school without that. You can be moving around, attending lectures, going and coming. But when this graduation, you will not graduate because you didn't come to the administration. You came through the, the, the main gates. <laughs> you didn't come to the administration. They don't have your records. Are you in a church? The Holy Spirit is the one who administers. He's the administrator of God's divine realities. Everything that God has is given by him. Have you, do you know where they sell grace? Anywhere grace is sold in the world. Which shop? China Mall. <laughs> or ShopRite. Or a corner store. There's, there's, there's no place where you can find grace. Grace is not for sale anywhere. Grace is the sole reserve of God. Grace is God helping you. Grace is God showing up and making your life beautiful. Grace is God favoring you. Grace is God making your life ex- exciting. Grace is God making your life so easy that you don't need to do so many things to have, a, to have success. That's grace. Guess who has it? God has it. And who is the one who gives it? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Grace. Yes. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26. Yes. The one who has done despite, 29 rather, the one who has done despite unto the Spirit of Grace. The, Spirit of, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Grace. He is the giver of the grace of God. He is the administrator of the grace of God. So if you are not minding him, it means that you are not interested in having any grace. If, if I'm your friend and you only remember me when you are in trouble, what do you think I'll do when the next time I see your call coming? Have you done something before? You just, you just, my friend. Every time you call, you hear something, you hear something, my friend. Because you don't call me to even ask how I'm doing. When, you, when, you, when I pick up now, Charlie, I didn't hear some thousand guys now. We go to sort me out. Charlie, Charlie, you know this small thing, I pressure. If I say I'm give it to you, ah, but you are not saying you get money, what, what do they talk? How many, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand the broken? How, uh, let me stop speaking broken English. <laughs> yeah. So there are people who don't, they don't mind the Holy Spirit. You see, and when they're in trouble, they are calling. When you're a friend with somebody, you don't need to ask for some things. It just, you benefit from some things very easily. You don't have to ask. You just, it just keeps coming. Yes. You are close. We are close. Yes. Remember, I was sharing my trouser with somebody. The Holy Spirit will share his trouser with you. Yes. He will share his spiritual trousers with you. Oh, yes. Before you call, he will answer. Before you ask, it is done. He will open many doors. You'll be, shocked. You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. He's a spirit of faith. Faith is not sold anywhere. It's only from the Holy Spirit. You see, he's a spirit of faith. That's the second um, 
Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, isn't it? Yes. Wow. So many, so many things. I can mention so many things. That's the Holy Spirit administers. We have in the same spirit of faith. He's the spirit of faith. He's the spirit of love. Second Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. He's the spirit of a sound mind. He's the spirit of love. He's the spirit of power. That's the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of holiness. You cannot be holy without him. Your efforts to be holy without the Holy Spirit is a futile, it's useless. You will sin. <laughs> you will sin. You will sin. You disgrace yourself. Yes, I'm going to talk. I'm talking about, I'm sharing with you on seven things that the, the communion of the Spirit bring, leads you to. Okay, seven things that the communion of the Spirit leads you to. So all that I'm saying is just introductory. <laughs> if you are interested, I can go deeper. Okay. Hallelujah. Yes. Romans chapter 1, verse 5. Look at Romans 1, 5. No, 4. Go to 4. And declared to be, Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead from the dead. So the, the, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of holiness. He's the one who makes you holy and helps you to keep instead in holiness. Without Him, you, you can't. It's not possible. Okay? Yes. It's the spirit of revelation. So many things. But our job, like I said, is that we are to fellowship with him. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 is written for us. It talks about us communing with the Holy Spirit. If you read in the Bible very well, you will notice that we are called unto the fellowship with the Godhead. Okay? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible says that God is faithful. By whom you were called unto the fellowship of Jesus, of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So all of us, every child of God, how many of you are born again? If you are born again, you have a calling. There are 16 things we are called to as children of God. 16. I have a camp on it. 16 calls. The camp is called All Are Called. Yes. If you don't think you are called, think again. There are 16 things in the Bible that you are called to. One of them is that you are called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. In other words, we are called to have fellowship or have a friendship or sharing or participation with the son. With Jesus Christ. How many of you can fellowship with a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a one-year-old? When you come from school, then you, you see the, the two-year-old down and then you start sharing the problems your lecturers are giving to you. You start sharing... You, you, want, you want the child to help you with engineering math. Differentiation and integration and all of those things. Can that child help you? Why? He's on a different plane. He can't, he's not on the same mental capacity as you are. Do you see? So he, the child cannot relate with you on, a set, on that level. If God says that we are called into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ, what he's trying to say is that he considers you to be in his class. God considers you to be on the same level with him. So he can fellowship, he can talk with you, he can communicate with you, he can share with you. That, that's, what, that's what he's trying to say. It's an amazing thing. The day you believe the scriptures, it will cure your unbelief. And it will cure your, your uh, how you see yourself. A lot of people feel they are nothing. 
and see themselves as nothing. God says that you are his companion and that he wants to share with you. And you say that you are not good. You are not correct. You are some way. Be there. The earlier you accept what God has said concerning you, the better. God says you are in his, you are in his class. And so he can talk with you and share with you. Fellowship with you. God says, who has owned the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Then he says, we have the mind of Christ. Can you imagine? He is the one who has given us his mind. Not we deciding that. Uh, no, it is he who has given us his mind. It's an amazing thing. Yes. Because of companionship. You see. Yes. So we are called into fellowship with the son. And we are called into fellowship with the father. First John chapter 1 verse 3. Look at First John 1 3. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. That he also, he also may have fellowship with us. This is John writing. He says, I'm writing these things to you so that you can have fellowship with us. Then he says, and truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the, with the Son, Jesus Christ. You see, so he says, through the writings I've written to you, through the word of God that I've written to you, you have fellowship with us. And hence, with the Father and with the Son. So we are called unto fellowship with the Father and the Son. You see, and the fellowship of the Father and the Son are embedded in the fellowship of the Spirit. So after fellowship with the Spirit, we are actually fellowshipping with the Father and fellowshipping with the Son. Jesus himself said it in John chapter 16, verse 13. Am I quoting too many scriptures? You should like scriptures. Don't like stories when you come to church. Eh? The preacher mentioned one scripture and the rest stories. No. Jesus has told all the stories that need to be told. We must tell his story. Are you in the church? Not our personal stories. Every now and then can come. But if all you have is stories. One day I was going somewhere and I jumped through a window and I fell down. This one and this one and this one. And I noticed that the Lord is good. Say the Lord is good. Look at this. It says, How be it when he, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. Okay. He's the administrator of all truth. He brings you to all truth. All reality. Then he says, for he shall not speak of himself. So the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Spirit, the Spirit does not speak of himself. The Holy Ghost is such that he doesn't talk about himself. We don't even know his name. Holy Ghost is not a name. Holy Ghost is holy air. Holy Spirit means holy air. Because the word for Spirit is the same as the word for air. Numa. So that is not his name. If you remember, Jesus said that the Father will send him in his name. Jesus said, the Father will send the Holy Spirit in my name. So the Holy Spirit responds to the name of Jesus. So as you fellowship with, with, when you say, in the name of Jesus, this should happen. The Holy Spirit is the one who moves to get it done. The Godhead functions in our day through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Are you in the church? He responds to the name of Jesus. And he doesn't talk about himself. So when you're fellowship with him, he doesn't talk about, he only talks about Jesus and the Father. He says, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear. That shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He's a custodian of your future. You want to know the future? Be friends with the Holy Spirit. You want, to be, you want to know what's happening in the future? What is going to happen in your future? Be friends with the Holy Spirit. Start talking to him. Start sharing. Greet him. Benihin has a whole book on it. It's called Good Morning Holy Spirit. Benihin's life changed by greeting the Holy Spirit every morning. And deciding that he's going to be talking to this invisible force that you cannot see with your physical eye and touch with your physical hands and appreciate with anything, he's just going to talk to him. It's like you are mad. When you start doing it, it's like it's as though you are mad. You see, 
It's the word of God that guides you. Without the word of God, you'll be relating to a certain spirit that you don't know about. But the word of God shows you who he is and how he relates. He talks about Jesus. So if you are relating with the spirit that is not talking about Jesus, but is talking about Satan or talking about demons and devils, you should know that it's not the Holy Spirit. If you are relating to a spirit that is talking about uh, what? Itself. It's not from God. The Holy Spirit talks about Jesus and talks about the Father. This is the next verse. Verse 14. He shall glorify me. That's his job. He glorifies Jesus. So if you are, if, if the Holy Spirit you are, you are talking to, you see that he's always glorifying. He's always revealing Jesus to you and making Jesus very big and very high in your life. Are you in the church? Yes. For instance, I'm reading the book of Acts now. The Holy Spirit told me to read the book of Acts. So I'm reading the book of Acts now. If it's the Holy Spirit, we'll tell you to read the Bible. If it's not the Holy Spirit, we'll tell you to read graphic. <laughs> and then you say, oh, normally I learn, I learn when I'm reading the news. What? I learn from the Spirit when I'm reading the news. No. That is not the primary way he wants you to learn. He, he is the scripture that he uses for you to learn. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Yes. If, you are, if, there's a, if there's a Spirit talking to you, bringing thoughts, bad thoughts to your mind. It's not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit brings thoughts of Jesus to you. Jesus said, you bring all the things that I've said to your remembrance. That's what he does. He brings to your remembrance all the things that Jesus has said. The more you relate to the Holy Spirit, the more you understand the words of Jesus. And the more you remember what Jesus has said. Hello? He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Verse 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Have you seen it? All that the Father has are mine. So the Holy Spirit shares things of the Father and things of the Son to you. You did, Bob? Yes. So you cannot afford not to relate to the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. Because without him, you can't do much. The Bible calls him your strengthener. <laughs> without him, you will, not, you will not be able to do a lot of things. So I want to show you seven things that your communion, when you start making efforts to talk to the Holy Spirit, share with the Holy Spirit, participate with the Holy Spirit, be friends with the Holy Spirit, and start sharing your life, start greeting him, start asking him to help you with things. For instance, he helps, he's your helper, isn't it? So if you start asking him to help you in your academics, eh, you can't pray, you realize that you are weak in prayer. Ah, uh, uh, the, you, you, you wake up at 5 you check your watch, you realize 5 you're like, ah, why have I woken up so early no, I have to sleep you know you're supposed to pray, but you can't pray what you need to do is to ask for help from the Holy Spirit at that moment, dear Holy Spirit, please help me, strengthen me to pray you'll be surprised one day I was going to, I, I was going to have a we're doing some online prayer meetings, it was starting at 5am as if 5am or 430 4.30, eh? Five, rather. We was starting at 5 a.m. And I was sleeping around 1.30. After a long day, my day ended around 1.30 a.m. And I was going to sleep and wake up and drive to the studio by 5 a.m. When I looked at the 1.30 and I looked at the 5, I said, Oh, Holy Ghost. Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Please help me. Wake me up. And strengthen me when I wake up. I woke up pepe before 4.30 and I had what I we prayed from 5 to like 10 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. We are, we are on cry. 
Who is helping me? The Holy Spirit. He helps you in everything. He helps you in, in, in your intelligence. You are struggling with the academics. Oh, Charlie, Holy Spirit is there. He's the one who takes the things that be of Jesus and brings it to you. Jesus is the embodiment of all wisdom and knowledge. All wisdom and knowledge. Jesus is the embodiment of all wisdom and knowledge. Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. He's the embodiment of all wisdom and knowledge. And the Holy Spirit takes the things that are of Jesus and gives it to you. So, whatever knowledge you need, whatever wisdom you need for your academics, the Holy Spirit is there to give it to you. I didn't come to do school. I, I read chemistry here. That's what I read. First degree, second degree, I read MBA. Here. I don't have any experience with building. But come and see me doing construction. We are building a lot of things. Measure here, do this, do this. No, iron rods, cut here, do this. From the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. I've never been to Bible school. I've never been to Bible school. Can you imagine? I've never been to Bible school. But I'm a bishop. I've never been to Bible school. I've never gone by God's will. I'm a bishop. Knowledge from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. He teaches me, train this, this group of people at this time. Train this group of people at this time. Do this at this time. Do this at this time. That is how I function. I've had a lot of people ask me questions. How, 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 what's how, what's your, the success of your ministry? Yesterday, last night, for instance, I had three hours, a three-hour session with another ministry. Okay? They brought the pastor and his wife brought all his leaders to our church for a meeting. So I found a, play, a room, one of the offices we have, and then we sat down. And then they, they wanted to ask me questions. Asking me questions. So how do you do this? How do you do that? And I was like, people, you need the Holy Spirit. That's all. You see, when I say it's the Holy Spirit who is helping us, people don't believe it. One, one pastor came to one of, our, one of our church buildings. Very huge, eh? You can see almost 3,000 people. Very big. And when he came, when he got out of the car, he said, man, this is huge. I saw for so, how are you doing these things? I said, it's the Holy Spirit. I said, no, let's be serious. Tell me, tell me the practical thing. What are you talking about? Yes, that is exactly what you said. Let's be serious. Tell me what you are doing. I know, I mean, the Holy Spirit is there, but, but, tell me. (laughs) I have learned and I'm still learning to depend on the Holy Spirit for wisdom, for knowledge, for insight. Yes, for strength, for skill. The Holy Spirit gave a holy up and Bezalel skill. Skill, like skill. Do you understand skill? They designed the designs they made there, eh? they made designs direct from heaven. Yes. They made the, the cherubims the same way they were in heaven. They did everything the same. How? They didn't, they didn't see anything. Moses drew it for them. And they, they carved it pepe, 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 out through the Holy Spirit. The gods, they were the first group of people that God said He had filled them with the Spirit in wisdom. Yes. Filled. Yes. So the Holy Spirit can give you scale. You sew a dress. You see, this school that we are going to, if you've noticed, eh, you must always learn from those who have gone ahead of you. If you've noticed, those who have finished the school that have left, most of them are not doing that. They are not doing what they learned in school. Have you noticed? Or you've not noticed? Yes, some of us are spending money here. It's important. You need, you need to be educated. But your books, okay, are meant to help you know how to look for information. Not necessarily to feed you. Yeah. The days of what we learn in school feeding us has passed. Long ago. You need the Holy Spirit, I tell you. 
to show you what to do. If he says you should, you should sow, he will, he will make your... There's a lady in our church, one in our church, another in another church, who are both related to me. Okay, they are friends of mine, or they are daughters, if you like. Okay? They can sow, and you, want, you would think that it's from America. It's right? Wedding gown. I saw a wedding gown. I saw one wedding I said, ah, where, where, what is this? He said, no, I did it. I said, oh, it's not true. He said, oh, pastor, I did it. I said, hey, so this day will come in your head like that. I was sitting, oh, this day will come in your head like that. So nice. No school for it. No school for it. The Holy Spirit gives scale. Yes. I have a younger brother. My younger brother was also here. Okay, he's an artist. He was here. He was here. And what he does, eh, he didn't go to school for it. Yes, he didn't go to school for it. He, he learned it by the Spirit. And he's chopping dollars. He's not paid in cities. No, 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 no. He doesn't, he doesn't charge in cities. You can't charge in cities. What are you charging in cities for? No, no, no. No, no, what's cities? No, 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 no. This city that will change three days later. No, 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 we are not charging dollars. I tell you. Yes. You do something for three minutes, two thousand dollars. Three minutes, five thousand dollars. If you like, don't pay. You'll not get it. But the Holy Spirit gives you scale. Okay? I've shared with you a lot of things that communion with the Holy Spirit does for you already. But I want to crystallize some seven things that I think will really help you. Yes. All that I've said are there are fringes of it. But there's higher. So number one, I'm preaching what? Seven things that communion with the Spirit leads you to. Right? So number one, it leads you to a deeper revelation of God and His Word. It leads you to a deeper revelation of God and His Word. It leads you to a deeper revelation of God and His Word. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? You see, you can be in church and you hear the Word of God, but you will not understand. Have you experienced it before? You can have pastor's children. Eh? They've been in the, they, were in the, they were born in a church. They were in Sunday school. Playing instruments. Whatever, whatever. Then they grow up and then they are off. They say they are atheists. Have you seen some before? Yeah, it's very common. You see, because it is not exposure to the word that makes a difference. It's not the multiplicity of the word you hear that makes a difference. You can be hearing, but you are not hearing. You need the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay? To help you to reveal the word of God to you. <laughs> if the word of God is not revealed to you, you will not have a faith, but you will never apply your faith yeah. in anything. Are you in the church? You always move around looking for things. I don't ask for anybody, I don't ask for money from anyone by God's grace. <laughs> I don't ask for money from anyone by God's grace. Do you see? But I'm blessed. Why? I, I have revelation of prosperity in the scriptures. Through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Like the word of God that I had was unveiled to me. You, you can be here and you will not know. You can see anointing power but you pass by it. Yes. You will insult it rather than appreciate it. Because it is not revealed to you. But the Holy Spirit is the mighty spirit of revelation. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen Neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of any man. The things that God has installed for them that fear him or love him. Or the things that which God has prepared for him. For them, for them that love him. Then verse 10 says, But God has revealed them unto us. How? 
by his spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the things of God to you. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not have revelation. Oh, how important revelation is. The quality of life is dependent on the revelation of God's word that you have. Are you in the church? The quality of life you have is directly, this is university, is directly proportional to the revelation of God's word that you have. So important. This statement I made can lead you in life. Directly proportional. As the revelation of God's word in your life goes higher, your life goes higher. <laughs> yes. Revelation. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus was asking his disciples, Who do men say that I am? Look at it. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippa, he asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, I the Son of Man, am? Do Jesus is the Son of God. He was moving around in Israel, visiting Samaria every now and then, going to Galilee and coming. But they didn't know that this was God. This is God. If they knew that Jesus was God, do you think they would not follow him? They crucified him. They asked for Barabbas, a thief, in place of God. That is why Israel has had thieves ruling them since that time. Israel has had thieves ruling them to date. Thieves like Hitler and Stalin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Who do men say that I am the son of man? Who am I? You see, he's the anointed of God. He's the son of God. He's God moving around. But they don't know. So he said, who do they say that I am? Then he started. Oh. Some say that you are John the Baptist. Some also say that you are Elijah. And others say you are Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. No revelation of him. Yes. No revelation of him. You see, without revelation of God's word, you will not know how important some people are in your life. <laughs> you see, you see where I am? I am where I am because God directed me to certain people to listen to them and to follow them. Revelation. I just had revelation. This is this one, this one, this one. That's why I'm that's why I'm I, where I am. I mean, that's what I am. That's why I'm what I am. Yes, honor these people. Honor them. <laughs> I mean, logically speaking, when you give 10,000 cities away, yeah, you had 11,000. How much is left? 1,000. 1,000. But God will tell you, the, the word of God will reveal to you and let you know that it is more blessed to give. The one who gives is blessed. <laughs> the one who gives is to be envied. You need revelation, or else you will finish school there. Eh? You'll be using, you'll be paid thousands of this. And all, that's all you have. <laughs> because you will not know that the thousands of this is actually a seed. You are supposed to give tithes, give offerings, give seed, and all of that. Because your life cannot be dependent on that. How can you, will you, will you say that, do you know how much a building costs now? Renting, do you know how, do you know how much rent costs now in this city, even in Kumase? Not Accra, in Kumase. Yes, we are talking about thousand, thousand, two, thousand five, am I lying? Oh yeah. And they will tell you they want two years advance. Yes. Let's say, let's say it's thousand, thousand cities a year. Thousand cities a month. That's 12,000 a year, right? And 24,000, two years. And you are being paid thousand Ghana cities. 
<laughs> you are being paid five five nine. When? So you need revelation. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You need revelation. And guess what? Your fellowship with the Spirit, your communion with the Spirit, will lead you to revelations of God and His Word. <laughs> and show you do this. Do that. Go here. Go there. It will lead you. Give this. Nano Hukina Lava. We wanted to build a certain building. And we had $5,000. Only $5,000 worth. The building was going to cost several thousands of dollars. We had only $5,000. All we had, five, this is 2016. All we had was $5,000. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. As I was reading my Bible, the Holy Spirit revealed the word of God to me. <laughs> Give what you have. Give it. Give the 5000 All of it, yes. All of it. Yes. Oh, Holy Ghost. Yes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Pastor Iroch. Yeah, Pastor Iroch is the one who said, Oh, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Yes. Beautiful. Give all the 5000 At that time, Pastor Chris was coming to Ghana for the first time. I took the $5,000 straight. I went to get it. All of it. In 10 months or less. Less, way less. It was 6 months, eh? 6 months, the whole building was up. With over, over a million cities spent. At that time, over a million cities spent on that. Whatever. There was a break, six months or two months break, four months, pop, 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 it was done. As to where the money came from, me and you, we are still asking for it, right? And I'm still asking. Yeah. Play with, play with the Holy Spirit and you'll be playing with your life. I tell you, you'll be playing with your life. You'll be playing with the prosperity you can have. You'll be playing with the success you can have. He's the one who leads you supernaturally. I tell you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He will, you'll be shocked. Revelation. Revelation of his word. Ha! Some sickness will hit you if you don't have revelation of God's word. You will drink medicine. Ah, you see, he's a doctor. They don't cure. They manage. He's also a doctor. They don't cure. They manage. Don't you? Is that not what you say? You are into what? Management. That's all they do. Medicine is for money. They manage your pain and manage the problem and manage and see where it will go. They are not into curing. Are you in the church? So those of you have banked all your hopes on medicine. Banked all your hopes. There's nothing wrong with medicine. Take it. It's important. But you see, don't bank all your hopes on it. Only God can change that thing. Through revelation of his word. <laughs> oh yes. So you need revelation. Yes. Who do they say I am? Elias. This one. This one. Then Jesus asked them, who do you also say that I am? Look at the next verse. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. The son of the living God. This is the reality of who Jesus is. He says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Look at the answer of Jesus. He said, Simon. He mentioned his full name. He said, Simon. Bajona, son of Jonah. Ha! Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. But my father which is in heaven. The father who is in heaven is the Holy Spirit who is in you now. He is the one to reveal to you what flesh and blood cannot reveal to you. What your mother cannot teach you. What your father cannot teach you. What academics cannot teach you. What ethnic cannot. That is what he reveals to you. And shows you. Do this. 
do that. Go here. Talk to this one. Yes, you will show, you'll be surprised. Revelations of God's word. You see the Paul we talk about, we always, we always quote, we quote Paul next to Jesus. I don't know if you've noticed. Every service you have, is that sometimes we even overquote, uh, we, we outquote Paul compared to Jesus. Paul had a great revelation of God's word. How did you receive the revelation of God's word? Through the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 3. Look at Ephesians 3, 3. This is point number one. We are going for seven points. Can we finish? If I, if I want to, I'll just mention the points for you. And then we'll close. Wherever I get to, I'll just mention. Then you go and, you go and look for the rest. The scriptures here. <laughs> so. Look at Paul. He says, how that by, by revelation, he, God made known unto me the mystery as I wrote a four in few words. Paul says, all the things he wrote, okay, was a revelation that was given to him. Galatians 1, 11 and 12. But I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not, of, is not after man. What I'm preaching is not after man. It's not a man who taught me. <laughs> All that Paul taught. He says, it's not a man. It's not a human being that taught me. Yes. Yes. Revelation. Insights. Scale. Ability. From who? From the Holy Spirit. Next verse. But I, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. But this is flesh and blood. It's another way of saying flesh and blood. So it's not flesh and blood that taught me. But by the revelation of Jesus Christ. It was, the rev- it was Jesus Christ who showed it to me. I've showed you. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is another of the same kind. The Holy Spirit and Jesus are the same. The Holy Spirit is Jesus without borders. That's what he's trying to tell you. So what he's trying to let you know. Jesus is the, the Holy Spirit is the one who showed me. Are you in the church? Yes. Go back to Ephesians 33. It says half by revelation. He showed me the mystery, which I wrote in a few words. Hmm? Next verse, verse 4. Whereby when you read, you, have, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I don't have much time, I'll have explain more. Next verse. Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles. How? His holy, and, holy apostles and prophets. How? By his spirit. By his spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the word. He opens the word up to you. <laughs> Kenny Higgin of blessed memory was reading the Bible. He was sick in a, in a deathbed at age 17. 16 rather. He was waiting to die. As he was dying, he decided that let me just read the Bible. But if I start from Genesis, at the time I thought I start re- I'll die before I start reading the New Testament. So let me start reading from the New Testament. So he started reading from Genesis uh, from Matthew. So he read Matthew, the whole of Matthew, then he got into Mark. As he was reading, he got to Mark chapter 11, verse 23. And he saw Mark eleven twenty three. The Holy Ghost revealed Mark eleven twenty three to his heart. Okay, he opened it up for him, pam, like that. For verily I say unto you that whatsoever you shall say unto this mountain, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. You see, it look, you have read the title; it's not done anything for you. I, I don't know if you have seen it. You have read it every time when you are in your Bible. Be thou removed, and be thou cast to the sea. You have preached it. You have memorized it. It's not doing much for you. Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh-huh. This man had this verse opened up, revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. Kenny Hagen rose up from the deathbed through the scripture. Okay? His entire ministry was based on the scripture. Kenny Hagen's tight, yearly tight, was $30 million at certain times in his life. $30 million tight. That's 10% in a year. What, how did, 
This one. He will tell you this one. Yes. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into this, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those to which you say shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. He shall have whatsoever he said. He shall have whatsoever he said. So he was into saying. Yes. You see, if you don't have revelation concerning confession, you can confess till you die. You don't have anything. You must have, it must be revealed to you. You must know. I know that I'll never be poor in my life. I know. You see, I'm not boasting. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you facts. It's a revelation. I know where I was when I received that revelation. Yes. I know when, I know I was when I got to know that I'm the seed of Abraham. I know it. 3 a.m. I was reading my Bible. And I, it came out of the scriptures like, boom. I didn't have anything. God told me, you are the, you are the seed of Abraham. The whole world is yours. I said, ah. That is why we can have churches in certain places. I've never been to certain places where we have churches. I've never been there. But we have, a, we have fledgling churches. Working. I've never been there physically. It's, it's growing crowd. It's increasing crowd. Multiplying. Why? I know I'm there. Wherever the source of my food will touch, it's mine. Don't be jealous of me. Just you look at the scriptures. Allow the Holy Ghost to reveal things to you. you see, that is why you can't afford not to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Yes, some things need to be revealed to you. Yes, the word needs to be revealed to you. What to do? Yes, scriptures coming to you. You open it up like this, and you'll be surprised. He will glorify Jesus. He will make Jesus real for you. I told you, I'm reading the book of Acts now. And I'm seeing Jesus like I've never seen before. Yes. This is, I just want to preach about Jesus all the time. All the time. I'm just preaching about Jesus. <laughs> you can be born again, but you don't understand what salvation is. And how important salvation is. You will, not, you will leave salvation and you'll be into banking. You'll just be banking. And pharmacy. And medical doctoring. And what? Engineering. Mechanical engineering yourself. Fitter yourself. <laughs> That's all you'll be doing. Until the time comes for you to die. And you realize that you have been a very big fool. All your life, you have wasted it on banking. Medical doctoring. And every other thing. That was meant to help you eat. But you use it to do everything. <laughs> Yeah. You'll be, you'll be dying and you realize that ah, I've built sand castles. None of these things are going to follow me. Revelation chapter 14 verse 13. Look at Revelation 14 13. It's important. Yeah, that, that's, I've, I've preached, this is point number five. What I'm saying now is point number five, but I'm saying it anyway. Yes. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yes, hear the spirit, that they may rest from their labors. And their works do follow them. Their works in the Lord is what your car will not follow you, your house will not follow you, your beloved will not follow you, your wife will not, your children will not follow you. Your works, your works, your works, your labor in the Lord. What you have done for the Lord. That is why you shouldn't say, I'm not an executive of CCF, so I'll not do some things. Check. You there be there. <laughs> you, I was not an executive. Yeah. I, I never sat in front here. Never. My four years in school, I never sat here. Did you sit here? We never sat here. We're inside. We're in the midst. Yes. But we're trying to, we're taking the Lord seriously. After service, we'll be discussing. You have you see us discussing. I'm two years, two years ahead of him. I'm two years ahead of him in school. So when I was in third year, he was in first year. There were a number of us. We'll be walking from here to Idiase, chatting, 
on the scriptures, discussing scriptures. Yes, so this one, this one, this one. We made Ken Higgins' message popular here on, on campus. Yes. Normal people. Serve the Lord. Charlie, time no deal. Next point. Number two, holiness. The Holy Spirit will influence your holiness. He will lead you to be holy. Yes, I told you earlier. Romans 1, 4, isn't it? You cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. Scripturally speaking, we are made holy at, at, at our new birth. When you become born again, you are made holy. Scripturally speaking. Hebrews 3, 1. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of holiness, right? The more you fellowship with them and commune with them, the more, you see, if I hug you, you have my perfume coming on you and your perfume will come on me. There's a rub off. Do you see? When, I, when you relate, I mean, you would know. Ah, see if someone knows the person's perfume. The person's, ah, you've been with, you've been a pastor, haven't you? Or you've been a bishop, haven't you? I mean, you would know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the Holy Spirit his name is Holy Spirit. His name is what? So he is by nature holy. So as you relate with him, he imparts, he imparts holiness to you and aids you to become more and more pure. Your purity as a child of God. There are a lot of children of God who are not pure now. There are a lot of children of God who are sensual. Sensual. Only things that will gratify the senses. Smoking. Children of God. At Yebi. Yeroli. Yeshishi. Children of God, though, you'll be shocked. They are children of God who, whose sense of sexual pleasure cannot be kept. Sexy God miss in the church. Am I lying? I mean, if an angel should come here with a gun, that's hey, you. What was the lie? You will start, we'll start hearing things. We'll, we'll, we'll all run away. You know you, and I know me. Don't you know you? Oh, it's like you don't know you. Do you know you? Uh-huh. So let's keep it there. But there are a lot of people. They can't help themselves. Yes. Helpless. Helpless, so sensual. Only what they can see, what they can hear, what they can relate, what they can feel, is just feelings. That's all they are moved by. They are children of God who are earthy. They are earthly. <laughs> if it's if, as soon as it is heavenly, heavenly now, they are not interested. Yes. Oh yes, they are not interested at all. I was talking to some people this afternoon. I was telling them that 80, 80 70, 75. 60 to 75 percent of people in churches are not interested in heavenly things at all. So the heaven that we are going on, you know, they don't they don't they are not interested. They don't want to even go. When you when we say Jesus is coming, we say hey, wait, I'm, I'm not married yet. That's a genuine concern. Pray that you marry before Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Yeah. Earthly, so there are a lot of a lot of adults in churches have graduated from being sensual. When you're when you're a younger person, it's the sensuality that plagues you. Sensuality plagues you from following the Lord. Do you see? Yes, a lot of 
things all over. Yes, all over. Your mind is, you can't think straight. Yes, I was talking to a certain young guy. He said, Pastor, this was three weeks ago. He said, Pastor, I can't think straight. I can't think straight. Every time I'm thinking about ladies. Yes, I'm thinking about girls all day. I can't concentrate in class. Yes, this was Kofuidia. We have a church in Kofuidia. I went to preach in a camp just two weeks or three weeks ago. And as I was, when we finish, I said, oh, okay, we can talk. So he came, I can't think straight. I said, oh, why can't you think straight? Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Then I told him, if you stop watching the pornography, you can't start thinking straight. Then he did this. Yeah, because, you see, your mind garbage in, garbage out. When you are watching so much porn, I told him, reduce it from seven times a day to three times a day. <laughs> Let's try. Try, reduce it. I was like, you don't like what I'm saying. <laughs> Because he can't stop immediately. He needs to stop gradually. He wants 30 gig a day. Now let's do 20 gig or 15. Let's divide into 50. Half. Then gradually to calm down. Very soon you see that it's not there anymore. Give the Lord a shout if you like my message. He can't think straight. Sensual things. So when you grow up a little, okay, you become earthy. Yes. Earthy. You just graduate to become ethic. Amassing wealth, um, car, house, this one, this one, this one. As time goes on, when the ethic things are not coming as you're supposed to, you start getting influenced by devils. So you can either be sensual, ethic, or devilish. Christians, they are Christians who are influenced by devils. They stop seeking the Lord, they start seeking all kinds of things. That's why they start seeking certain types of prophets. Certain types of prophets. Yes. Instead of allowing the Lord to influence them, they allow these things to influence them. But I see you coming out of all these things. Yes. And going where God wants you to go in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be sensual. I said you will not be sensual. You will not be plagued with earthliness. But you will be, you will be influenced by the Holy Spirit. All the days of your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. The Holy Spirit can make, He is the one to make you holy. Okay. Yes. Yes. Like I said, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1, right? So, we're for holy brethren. By virtue of our new birth, we are described as holy. Holy brethren. Partakers of the heavenly calling. Okay? If you read in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, it says that but you are royal priesthood, a chosen, you are chosen, what is it called? But you are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and it says a holy nation. So he describes us as a holy nation. So all of us are holy. Holiness is not directly proportional to sin. Holiness is directly proportional to uh, commonness. It's opposite to commonness. Okay? Holiness has nothing to do with sin. It has everything to not being common. Please, you understand? If it has something to do with sin, then the spoons of the Old Testament should not be holy. Because in the temple of God, there were spoons that were holy. There were forks that were holy. There were plates that were holy. There were tables that were holy. Ark of Covenant was holy. All those things, that was wood overlaid with gold. All those things were described as holy. Because holiness has nothing to do with sin. It has everything to do with not being common. Or not being ordinary. It has everything to do with being separated. Onto God's special use. I don't know if you understand. Yes. That's what it means. Okay. 
if in Hebrews, he talks about how that follow after um, charity. Then he said, follow after peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see God. Is it Hebrews 2, 14, something like that? Without holiness, you cannot see God. How many of you want to see God? In other words, holiness can prevent you, lack of holiness in this world can prevent you from seeing God, even in the heavens. All those who are not living a separated life here on earth, who do heaven now, you are not going to see God. You will not see God here on earth, you will not see him there in heaven. Hebrews 12, 14, rather. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Then it says, without which no man shall see the Lord. Without holiness, no man can see the Lord. Meanwhile, you need to see the Lord. You need to see the Lord in, your, in every aspect of your life. Oh, yes. So, your holiness is very, very important. Without that, a lot of things will not work. And the Holy Spirit is there in your life to impart you with more, more holiness. You see, he makes, he makes you more separated unto God. More set apart unto God. Even though everybody is doing some things, you are not into those things. Why? Because of the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life. All those who don't do certain things, they don't do them not because they are wild. Like they are very strong. No, it's the, it's, the, it's the influence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That guy is not smoking. Or if you are not smoking, it's because of the Holy Spirit. You can easily smoke. Easily. Just locate, relocate to America. You'll be surprised. It's normal. It's now toughies and jelly toughies. Let's be happy. Yes. It's only the Holy Spirit can make you keep yourself and say that, no, I'm for God. I'm set apart for His use. I'm not for these things. Are you in the church? Yes. First Thessalonians chapter 4. From verse one. Let me read this and then I'll close. I know our time is up. So, some other time when I can, I'll continue. But I'll mention one last point. One major point. Then I'll close. Okay? Hallelujah. Furthermore then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk, and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Next verse. For you know what commandment we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Even your what? Even your what is sanctification? Sanctification is your separation. You're talking about your holiness, your sanctification, your se- being set apart. Even your sanctification. Then it says that you should abstain from fornication. But the subject of fornication is for the purpose of your sanctification. Why are you not fornicating? I'm not fornicating because I am set apart unto God's holy use. Hey. I'm for God. I'm for what? God. Yes. I'm for the purposes of God. I'm not for these things. By the way, those of you who don't know, this body you are sitting in is the same body you get in the new. <laughs> it's the same body that will be resurrected on that day, or but that will be changed. And what you do in it makes a world of a difference. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Next, let's, let's all, that every one of you, every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. So he's showing you, he's telling you that do this. Make sure you are set apart. Make sure you are set apart for the Lord. But how do you do it? Next verse. Not in the last of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Next verse. Keep going, please. That no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So it's, it's uncleanness. So the opposite of holiness is uncleanness or commonness. This God has not called us unto uncleanness, but holiness. Next verse. 
He therefore that despises God's call. This is another call you have. You have a call unto holiness. We have a calling unto holiness. Okay? So he says, he that, he that, that despises, anyone who despises the call of God unto holiness, despises not man, but God, who has also given unto us his Holy Spirit. Why did he give us his Holy Spirit? He gave us his Holy Spirit to help us to walk in sanctification and honor and walk in holiness. He gave us the Holy Spirit to help us. So if you despise the Holy Spirit and say that, the Holy Spirit, my friend, he can't even help me along these lines. You are not despising, you are not despising my name, despising God. And God will have some things to say to you on that day. Hallelujah. You say, my son, come, come, come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Last points. Point number three would have been leading you, he strengthens you spiritually and physically. Spiritual strength and physical strength. That would have been point number three. Okay. So I've spoken about how the, the Holy Spirit influences your physical, your physical strength and your spiritual strength. You can develop it for yourself. Then number four is he helps you become a strong and bold witness of Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm going to talk about. Okay? Before we close. Strong and what? He helps you. He, fellowship with the Spirit leads you to becoming a strong and bold witness of Jesus Christ. Then number five. Prosperity. Fellowship with the Spirit leads you to prosperity. I've said some already. Okay? I would have explained it to me some more for you. Number six is sacrifice. The Holy Spirit leads you. Communion with the Holy Spirit leads you to sacrificing, losing, suffering, and dying for the Lord with confidence and joy. Is the Holy Spirit, are you communicating with the Holy Spirit? If you are finished with the Holy Spirit, He will lead you to, to lose, to sacrifice, to die with joy. <laughs> with joy. I tell you, it's only those who have a certain level of relationship with the Holy Spirit who are ready to die for the Lord. Paul said, none of these things move. Paul knew he was going to die, but he was not afraid. Acts chapter 20, verse 22. Yeah. That's point number five, right? Six, yes. Number seven is eternal rewards. The Holy Spirit will, coming out of the Holy Spirit will lead you to eternal rewards. He will only talk about, he will remind you of Jesus' words. You see, that's the Holy Spirit's ministry. John 15, 26. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to remind you, to bring to your remembrance all the things that God, Jesus has said, isn't it? Is it 1426? Ah, 1420. And bring all things to your memories. What I have said unto you? That's his job. 70% of all that Jesus preached when he was here on earth has everything to do with your eternal rewards. <laughs> so if we are fellowship with the Holy Spirit, eh, the Holy Spirit will bring Jesus' words to us, which has to do with doing certain things here on earth to have eternal rewards. That's his job. You get it? Jesus is the one who told stories concerning a, a, a man going somewhere, going to get a kingdom. He gave talents to people and all of that. All of those things, Jesus is the one who spoke about them. If you are really fellowship with the Holy Spirit, Jesus, he'll remind you of what Jesus said. Yes. And like I said, 70%. You'll be shocked. When it comes to rewards, eternal rewards, Jesus says, forget about your father, forget about your mother, forget about wife, forget about children for my sake and for my kingdom. If you are following the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is talking to you, 
they will remind you of certain things. These are the things the Holy Spirit said to people like John Wycliffe, John House, John Wesley, all these Johns. <laughs> yes, John Knox. Yes, all these guys. John Height, John G. Lake. <laughs> uh, you want to change your name to John now? Don't worry, you can name your son John. All these wild guys who did very wild things. It was the Holy Spirit who was leading them. Yes. You will not get that you will live for the Lord and die for the Lord. It's an onaporific onapus. You will not get. It is so powerful. You see, if you are earthly, you will not do like it's not, you are not interested. You will not even cross your mind. You saw this book. I've sent them to start churches in Ghana. I'm going to send some of them outside Ghana to go and start. They are ready to go. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, they are going, sharp. Yes, they are going. No, no, they have eternal rewards on their mind. Why? The Holy Spirit, they are related with the Holy Spirit. If you are related with the Holy Spirit, you will not be earthly. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 34. Look at Hebrews 11, 34. It says, Some claim the violence of fire escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, was valiant in fight, turned to fly the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life, and others were tortured. It says, Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance, like they were torturing them to renounce and denounce Christ and God and everything. And they told them, if you denounce him, we'll stop torturing you and he'll give you a, a house. They said to them, continue. More torture. Do your worst. <laughs> Increase the fire. Increase the torture. What do you, you want to cut my leg? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. That's it. Cut it. Yes. He says, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Why? So that they might obtain a better resurrection. There's something that we're thinking about. <laughs> when you are an earthly Christian, the influence of the Holy Spirit is not much. You are so earthly. Small pain, uh, small worry. Like, oh, no, I don't want to share. Small rain now, not come to church. Every church attendance comes with a reward. Every church attendance, how far away you came from, comes with the, everything, reward. Jesus says he will give you reward for water. Giving water to another. So if we are, we are here and then uh, someone says, oh, oh, take my water. Reward. You are getting reward. Just like that. How much more for church service? How much more for doing certain things for the Lord? For preaching the gospel on the streets and doing the things that you are supposed to do? How much more winning a soul and feeding the, feeding a sheep? I tell you, you'll be surprised. Heaven will be very interesting. If the Holy Spirit is in your life, he will influence you. If you, if you are communicating with him, he will influence you to be a mighty witness, a strong, mighty witness for him. That's point number four, isn't it? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let me heighten that and I'll close. I'm closing. Tell me about his closing. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, I'm closing. I'm closing. Gradually. Gradually closing. Yes. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. The presence of the Holy Spirit makes you a witness. A witness. You shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, in all Judea and in Samaria, and not the uttermost part of the earth. It is because of a very small communication with the Holy Spirit. That is why we can be doing service and some people are doing something else here. Yes, they are all Christians, so you'll be shocked. 
They are Christians. But it doesn't cross their mind that there's a service happening, it's holy, so let's separate ourselves. Let's go and do it somewhere else. They'll be here doing it. They, they are Christians. They'll all be, they'll all receive their reward in heaven. We are judged as servants in heaven, not as sons and daughters of God. As a son and daughter of God, you are secure. But as a servant, God will judge you, be surprised. He's not judging you to take you to hell. He's judging you to give you your rewards. Yes. And your rewards are your clothes that you wear in heaven. So just imagine if you have only two re- re- rewards. One here, one. Why would you put it here or here? Or here? It's in the Bible. And your rewards is going to be your clothes. <laughs> so it is no own interest. I always have a very tight schedule. Why? I'm working for the Lord. I tell our pastors, if you are not interested, it's up to you. We have over a hundred pastors. And some of them are not so serious. Some of them are very serious. Some of them are not so serious. Yes, those who are not serious, I tell them, if you are not serious, it's up to you. God has given an opportunity to say, if you won't do it, be there. Me, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. When I fall dead today, I'm going for my rewards. Yes, I don't want, if I should fall dead today and my rewards is up to this portion. My dress is only the top up to here. All the rest is finished. <laughs> what am I going to do? Should I be looking at you and doing? I will not look at you to do things. I'm moving. If you will not move, it's up to you. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked that they see his shame. So in heaven, people will be walking naked and they'll be seeing their shame. They will see everybody will see in heaven that you, when you're on earth, you didn't take Jesus seriously. Yes. It's the same heaven that Peter and John and all these people have gone to that we are going to. Same heaven. Same place. The people who were tortured, they didn't accept torture. They didn't accept their, their deliverance so that they can have a better resurrection. Same group. We are going to heaven with the same group of people. Yes. So allow the Holy Spirit you see, communicate with him more for him to lead you into making certain sacrifices for him. Paul said, none of these things move me. Paul knew he was going to die at Jerusalem. But he was going. Jesus knew he was going to die. Jerusalem was a place where pastors kill pastors. <laughs> yes, when Jesus wanted to die and be killed, he didn't go to Galilee because there were not much pastors there. He had to go to Jerusalem because all the pastors were there. All the mighty pastors were there. I'm talking about Pharisees and Sadducees. They were pastors. Yes. Yes. He went celebrate joy, joyfully. Yes. Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem going to die and he said let me show it to you that one is, is in Luke eh? Luke 9 51 then we'll come back to this Acts 20 let's talk about Jesus before Paul hallelujah and it came to pass <laughs> when the time was come that Jesus should be received up he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem Jesus is gravitating towards death who is influencing him the Holy Spirit is influencing him his relationship with the Holy Spirit is leading him to death and he's going happily there was a triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem happily to his death yes happily why Holy Spirit is influencing him more yes the first time the Holy Spirit came, came into his life he was driven the Holy Spirit drove him to the wilderness to fast for 40 days suffer for 40 days without food the Bible says, and he was with the wild beasts. Yes. Yes. So if you really, if you say you are communion with the Holy Spirit, he will lead you. It's not only prosperity. He will lead you to make certain sacrifices. Sacrifice. Eh? Sacrifice what? Sacrifice. Make, he will lead you to make, have certain losses. To deny some things. 
that no, I'm not going to travel abroad. I'm going to stay here and do ministry. I'm going to stay here and do something. He will lead you. Yes. He says, you shall become witnesses. Acts 20, 22 now. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit. The Holy Ghost had bound him in the spirit. Holy Ghost can bound, bind you in the spirit. Yes, the Holy Ghost had bound him. If he goes to the left, that's why he's going to death and he's going. Influence of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Yes. And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Save the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Bonds and afflictions abide me in Jerusalem, yet he's going. Why? Influences of the Holy Spirit. Communion of the Holy Spirit and the leadings of the Spirit. Yes. Look at this. Then it says, But none of these things move me. Verse 24. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Yes, none of these things move me. None of the problems they say is coming moves me. I'm not, not, not afraid. I'm going. I'm dying. Whatever I lose makes no difference. Am I serving God? I'm serving him. I'm losing. I'm losing for him. Yes. Ministry influences of the Holy Spirit leads you to make certain kinds of sacrifices. They beat the disciples in Acts chapter 12. They took their backs off. They, Acts chapter, Acts chapter uh, uh, 5. They, they beat them. When they beat them, they were rejoicing that they had been counted worthy to suffer with Christ. Yes, there are a lot of Christians. You see, our Christianity today is not the influence of the space, not much. We don't, when you hear suffering now, you are going. If it's going to make you uncomfortable now, that is why in heaven you will not be in certain meetings. They'll be having a meeting. When I come here, they'll say, hey, who are you? Go back, go back, go back, go back. What have you suffered? What have you survived? Go eat bread. Go, go, go. Yes, you'll be surprised. He makes you a witness and a bold and confident one at that. Yes, in Acts chapter 4, they, they, after Peter and John had healed the man who was impotent in his face all his life, they warned them, don't preach in Jesus' name again. They sent them out. They went to their own company. Everybody lifted up their voice. Acts 4 29. They prayed. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They prayed for boldness. The Holy Ghost filled them with boldness, with confidence. And they preached the gospel with boldness. The same place where they said they should not preach, the same place, that's where they were. Yes. Same place. They went back into the temple. Where they were arrested and beaten. Same place. It's boldness and confidence. Stephen was filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. If the Holy Spirit is influential, you will do some things. He wasn't afraid. He was disputing with, the, with them. Yes. Concerning Jesus. And saying that Jesus is Christ and his Lord indeed. They said no. What are they? Accusing him. Listen. He didn't even care. He was actually pre- was rather praying for them to be forgiven. As he died. As they stoned him to death. You didn't care. Hallelujah. Yes. Many, many examples. Many, many examples. Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost. The same group of people he was afraid of earlier. In Acts chapter 4, he stood before them and said, you, you killed Jesus. Wicked people, you killed Jesus. He didn't care. The one who denied Jesus because of that same group, Annas, Caiaphas, he met them in Acts chapter 4. Told them his peace of mind. Yes, you killed him. Medress. He called them medress right before them. And they couldn't do anything. I was when they saw their boat, when they saw his boldness, they, were, they took knowledge that he has been with Jesus. Yes. So the influence of the Holy Spirit or the ministry of the Holy Spirit or the coming of the Holy Spirit leads you 
You see the things it leads you into. Yes, many things. Yes. It leads you into these things. And you see that your life is different from every other person around you. You are different. If you should fall dead today, you will not be found wanted. Yes. All of us sitting here, 60 years from now, we will not be here. 60 years from now, almost all of us will be gone. Yes. Almost. So you will not be here forever. So start making, let the Holy Spirit influence you to make the right decisions now. Decisions that will go beyond this life. Yes. Be a banker. There's nothing wrong. Be a lawyer. But you're a banker and lawyer. You're a pharmacist because of the word of God. Because of the Holy Ghost. Because of the, 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 the kingdom of God. So that you can influence those people. Yes. So that you can have access to those people. Not so that you can make more money and build seven houses. What will we do with them? I, 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 what do you do with it? I, I always wonder. What do you do? It's a marvel. There's something wrong. You have 10 houses. What are you going to do then? You have 50 cars. Are you okay? VIP. You're running VIP. I see the Lord making the Holy Spirit, the, your fellowship with the Holy Spirit, making you more conscious of, of God and more conscious of heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus. You will not be denied. As many are being denied of their heavenly rewards, you will not be denied of your heavenly reward in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you, I'm asking your rewards in heaven. Yes, I see you standing before the Lord and rejoicing because you took God seriously and you allowed the Holy Spirit to influence you whilst you are here on earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are going to go forward. You will not retrogress. You are going to progress. I see you progressing in life. I see the influence of the Holy Spirit influencing you in your revelation, the revelation of God's word that you have. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Ah, madaragada. Let's start with us seven. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.